I've been wondering if after. Anyway. Anyway, hello. Hi. Welcome to the wonderful world that is thought therapy. Thoughts. Oh. (laughs) Did you say thought therapy? Yeah, thought therapy. I love that. Oh, I feel like I looked into like when we were looking for a name, therapy thoughts, you know, you have to like just double check if anyone has the same name. Not actually, but like, I actually have no idea. But I looked around and I definitely saw thought therapy. I was like, that's fun as fuck. Um, but no one had like therapy. T- like T H O T therapy? No, I think that they had just like, oh, was it? I don't remember. Anyway. Um, so needless to say. Anyway. It came up once or twice. We're one of a kind. We're one of a kind. A special folk. Um, so, Abby. <laughs> yes. Antonio. How, how was your day? <laughs> yeah, my day was good. It was like really hot. Hot as balls over balls. here in LA. Um, Can I give a quick fun fact about balls? Yeah. Please. <laughs> so... <laughs> The reason why uh, male balls in humans are outside of their body, like hang, is so that they're two degrees cool, like cooler than the rest of the body. Um, that allows sperm oh. to survive. Otherwise, if it was inside the body, all the sperm would be dead. So when you say balls hot... So they're actually it, not hot. The, well, in relation to the what? rest of the body, no. What is like the typical... The average supposed to be like ninety eight point seven degrees Fahrenheit for a uh, body, so it'd be like ninety six. One ball. Oh, well, like the balls in that general area, right? So balls hot is oh, like. Oh, okay. So. I like to joke. Oh. Oh. Okay. 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 But you're sense? saying that balls are actually cooler. Balls are cool. Ba- balls are cool. They are. <laughs> Two degrees. Cool balls. Um, anyway, you were saying about- I just like I asked my boss if I could join him, so I went to a couple meetings and just like shadowed him for the day and we went to um one in Hollywood and we worked on a p- bunch of like visual effects shots and then we went to one in Santa Monica for four hours and we worked in the color bay with the colorist and that was really cool. That's a lot. So, that is really cool. Color is so yeah. interesting. Color is really, really interesting. I feel like color is interesting, and people just don't know what it is. People don't know what it is. It's really cool. It makes like all the difference, truly. Mm-hmm. And they can change so much about what a shot looks like. They can make it nighttime when it was originally day, or vice versa. They change. They can change all the color balances. Yeah. And there's one. There's a scene where they make all of the foliage like purple. That's cool. And it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Really, really cool. I when I um or I recently saw Mission Impossible, like the first one. And uh, Really? You watch movies? I I specifically carved time out with a friend to say, like, Oh, you are in movies. Make me watch movies. She goes, okay. I thought I was that. I'm trying to make you watch movies. I'm, we will watch movies, my love. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gotcha, else for a second. 
fair. You know, we when I'm back, we will have a movie night. Why don't I come over one day Please. and we'll have a movie night, or we can record early and then we can do a movie night. Yeah, yeah, Boom. that'd be good. Done. Boom. Okay. <laughs> How was your day, love? <laughs> um, it's <laughs> a long day. Uh, woke up in a tent with my girly. Um, and then we drove. Uh, we had an amazing time in the car. We had lots of stories. We talked a lot. Um, complimented each other. Thing. It was really cute. Cute. And then got home, unpacked, showered, went to go see Barbie, the movie. Uh, overall rating, six and a half out of ten. Um, for those that don't work well with decimals, it's like 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> so not amazing. Uh, not amazing. Like, it, as my girlie would say, it was a good, it was a good silly movie taken seriously. Or like, that tr- like that pretended to be serious. Um, it pretended to be serious? Ser- like, pretended to be, like, not actually serious, but just like, the acting was good acting for what it was. It was good. Yeah, I feel like, it was pretty good acting. The acting was good. I feel like yeah, I feel like it was a silly movie with serious like undertones, serious themes. Yeah, I mean, it talked about like yeah, equality, right? Um, yeah, it was like super serious. I think it's also just like very interesting um, because of like one of that same friend that saw Mission that I saw Mission Impossible with. She told me Uh. that Barbie kind of depicted women in like that stereotypical role that they would in like the old days. I'm like, and thinking back, I'm like, I get it, but at the same time you have to show that in order to show the dichotomy, right? Uh-huh. That they want to show equality, that they want to show, like, uh, how different it is in the real world versus expectations and, like, what's going on. And, you know, everything's dramatized to an extent. But I thought it was, like, fun for the whole family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I-, I thought... Uh, it was it exceeded my expectations of what a Barbie movie could be, yeah. um, which was really low. Like she could have just phoned it in, but like she did, she went above and beyond. I think um, right. with what she was given, Greta Gerwig, Got it. the director. I love that. So. Yeah, Greta did a great job. Did you see Oppenheimer? No, we got home late. Um, I want to see it. I want to see. It. I want to see it more than Barbie. I will say. Yeah, I know. But like, I think Barbie was a great one to see with my girlie. It was fun. She dressed up. I like got the theme. It it's more the, like, it's more romantic. It's cute. Maybe not romantic, it, but it's it's less like serious, serious than Oppenheimer. So, less of a downer. Just, yeah, definitely less of a downer. Um, it, and it was just fun because we like talked during the movie, like just made like small little jokes and like. Like, yeah, it was a good time. I really enjoyed Cute. going to the movie theater with my girls. I went, I saw it on um, Saturday, last Saturday, and literally, like, 
we were in the movie and there was maybe five minutes left of the movie and then all the lights came on and really? everyone was looking around and we're just like what's going on and it wow. just like kept going without anyone doing anything so we thought it was a mistake and wow. the lights were just going to turn back off but then i could hear alarms going off like in the theater oh, but really? not in not in our little theater right. so i was like what's going on and then no one left but then finally the alarm came on in our theater and it was like attention there has been a fire reported in the building please leave <laughs> so oh it's literally like, go to the exit signs yeah and then but people still weren't leaving and like all... <laughs> yeah people wanted to finish the movie it was crazy and so and then also people were still going into the amc even oh. while there was like an alarm and then my friends and i just ran to the exit and we were like move we don't want to die today like go not worth it barbie is not worth the death. not worth dying not worth that um so 65 percent. 65 70 percent would be worth dying for. yeah all right so do we want to jump into what we want to talk yeah. about okay yeah 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 uh, do you want to start or you want me to start um do you want to let's start with what i feel like we should start with you because you wanted to talk about this for a bit um yeah so i want to talk about what i talked about in therapy this week which was my therapist kind of told me like i am very sensitive which is a good thing and i care a lot about people and about like relationships mm -hmm. and like have high expectations mm -hmm. too for mm -hmm. people but like not everyone can meet those and I should maybe just like let things go that I can't control because I or like stop really thinking about it as much as I am I feel like I'm just like overthinking things and taking things way too personally yeah um it doesn't Enough. help anyone literally it doesn't help anyone mm -hmm. so he just was like maybe you should just care less yeah, than you do yeah that's funny like, dude yeah he's like just just try to care a little less like you i know you care about people you love people you have an amazing capacity for like love and relationships and like not not everyone has that um but true like i just need to lower my maybe not lower my expectations but just like i think bring better. them into reality bring them into reality yeah like yeah align with reality i should say line yeah align with reality i like that um it's it's definitely hard to say like just care less <laughs> i know it's like do less like how what does that look like okay so what what happens right now when you when you think that you care too much and trust me i relate like i have family that like can worry i have family that can get anxious i can get 
concerned. I get like sad. Like, what is it for you when you feel like you quote unquote care too much? I think we talked about how I am like a people pleaser. Yeah. And I, and I try to like be the most kind of polite, least resistance, like least, um, we try to be nice. Yes. But maybe that's like to my detriment sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like, I care a lot about what people think and I care a lot about how people perceive me. And, um, that translates to if I feel like friend is acting different then I, then I'll like care a lot about what friends are like, I I might like feel less close to. Mm-hmm. And why that is, and so he's just like, just let it, like, just don't care as much about that. Like, think, yeah. I don't know, just like let it be, maybe. Well, I think a huge thing is that it's triggering some of your. What I believe is to be triggering some of your uh, abandonment. Yeah. yeah. Especially with like relations, you're just like, if it changes, and it feels negative, they're going to leave and drop. Right. Right. And you and I can be very attached to people. We really like our. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. I'm we, really attached. Yeah. We're really attached. Um, we tend to pick good people. Um, mm-hmm. Like we're really. I don't, always, I don't always pick good people. I mean, like we're we. I mean, always we're not going to be perfect, right? But we do our best, to, like pick good people. We try to go for quality of relationship and quality of people. And sometimes it's hard, right? Yeah. I put a lot, we, we both put a lot into our relationships. Yeah. And so like, and a huge part of it is so that they don't want to leave us. Right. So in some right. ways it's like hard for us to, uh, to wrangle, like why would somebody want to leave when we've developed such a great relationship? Right. Right. Or when we put so much into it. Yeah. And I think like that there's a couple things. Um, one that, that like relationships are always going to change. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and with ourselves, because we're always changing, right? Like every, every little thing like can change us. We're always changing. Therefore, like it, when we change enough to where we're different people, that relationship's still going to be different. Right. Right. And if we're being our authentic selves, um, some relationships, especially with like parents, like a quick side note, the reason why we tend to like have the same relationships with like parents or like strong background family or, or, that was a weird bird, or a bird? Uh, old family friends. Yeah. Weird bird. Or old family friends or old friends in general is because like we revert into those habits, into those people. Um, but if we like completely change and we're like embracing our change, then we're just like working with two different people in that relationship, right? Hmm. Two different people? Like if I've changed and the other person in this relationship has changed, these are two different people than the, than what started from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I just realized? What? I feel like we both like we knew each other a long time ago uh-huh. and then we didn't 
but and then we both individually changed a lot yeah. between the two times that we knew each other mm-hmm. but we've changed in kind of similar ways yeah we've had a lot of similar experiences but like it's just kind of funny how we've changed so much but like changed in a way that like we can still like we still understand each other now and relate yeah and relate to each other yeah despite all of the changes it's kind mm-hmm. of cool it is really cool it is cool and it's like i think that that's like a good example of how changing of relationships can be a very positive thing i think that when and i fucking love our dynamic dude our dynamic is so fucking yeah me too it's good it's chill it's easy we like have a lot of security in each other i always know that you're gonna be there yeah Um, it's nice like being weekly um yeah yeah and the whole thing and so like with it's so obvious when you know like our dynamic has changed since we started and it's changed for the better. But when we have like two different people, it can also be a negative thing too, right? Because it can detract from our like either self-worth or, you know, just like negative things kind of happening to us, especially with people that are close to us and it's directly related to us. It can be difficult to like process because it's like, it's always easier to point out the negative things. But in actuality, like change is natural and very positive overall because if it is negative, or what we perceive as negative, it can be actually good learning opportunities for us to learn and make room for another relationship, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, God? No, I didn't really I didn't have anything else. So there's, it's like, I feel like, but can you, again, when you say that you care too much, can you explain a little bit more, please? Um, I think... I, I think I just care like really deeply about friendships, but I might, might like take or put too much stock into it, into like how friendships change. But like, what do you... To my what, detriment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. But like, what does caring too much look like? Like how they act, how they feel, um, what emotions do you experience? Just like, worrying what, maybe. Okay. Like, like, I'm not doing anything specific, but it's more just, like, in the background worrying, mm. which isn't doing any, like, doing me any good. Yeah. But I don't, like, I don't usually call people out on on anything or, to like, try to change it. I'm just, like, scared in the background. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, like, the same, like, worrying makes you suffer twice, right? Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, Buddhism, how they say that like worry or what is it some worry is the root of all suffering no attachment is the root of all oh, suffering. oh yeah yeah attachment that yeah we talked about this we crossed um, a lot and then yeah. worrying is like attachment to suffering or is it yeah to the future yeah so i think that's the that's the issue it's like i'm suffering because i'm just too attached mm-hmm if I I'm detach gonna, myself from the situation and just be like, it's all fine, then I won't suffer. Like, so I feel like there's a process. Like, in, in short, yeah, don't get attached. You don't get hurt. Like, that's that's easy. Um, And, like, that's easy to say. It's an easy concept to be like, okay, if I'm not attached to anything, I don't get hurt. However, in practice, it's so 
difficult. It's so difficult. And we're humans and we're naturally attached and we're literally social creatures that rely on other people in order to survive. Yeah. We have social, social structures. We have bureaucracy. We have government. We have autonomy. The whole thing. Um, patriarchy, unfortunately. Uh, so, like, <laughs> we have attachment to each other, both positive and negative. And, like, that's just going to be a reality of humanity. So it's just about, like, regulating that type of attachment to be something that's acceptable for yourself and like real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like not having no attachment, but just like dialing it down a little bit in certain areas. Sorry. Can you say that again? Like um, not having zero attachment, but dialing it back in well, certain areas and then like dialing it up in others. Yeah, I think one thing that kind of helped me originally when I was dealing with my attachment issues and, like, anxiety was just remembering, like, oh, there's a million different ways that this can happen, whatever this, whatever happens. Like, it could be really positive or really negative or maybe something in the past I did. Um, but remember, and I'd, like, go through so many different scenarios of, like, okay, what if I did this? Like, this is all the ways that they could react. Or what if this happened? if I did this and all these things happen and then just recognizing like, okay, I've had enough practice. I trust myself enough. To like I can rely on future Antonio to handle the scenario for what it's going to be. Like, yeah. Like if I think about too much, it doesn't help anyone. I just have to rely on myself to rely on what I'm going to do at the moment and just kind of have to like bear with the consequences. Right. Like, because I can prepare 5 million different ways and there's still going to be a way that I didn't. Right. We're not all known. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's nice to be surprised again, underestimate. And so you will be pleasantly surprised. And again, like those expectations are attachment to an outcome. So I think one thing that also helped me was saying like being thankful for negative experiences because then they allow for the positive ones to happen more frequently. I like that. It It's just like learning, like growing moments, right? In the sense of if I have a bad, for example, if I have bad exes, it just like prepares me for future ones, for future partners. And yeah. Negative things can be very positive things. Just make space. For yeah. Like with my last two exes, I feel like I handled it better than the previous exes that I've had. <laughs> I agree, my love. You've done such a great job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was talking to my therapist too about how I was talking to my PA mm -hmm. about exes and stuff and like how many exes we've had. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we're talking about this. But um, I realized I counted and I was like, I've had seven exes, like ex-boyfriends since high school, which okay. kind of seems like a lot. Yes and no. But also no, because it's been like since high school and that's what it like. That's eight and then like that's 10 years, maybe. Is it 10 years? No way. Right You're not now. 27. No, it's like eight. I'm almost 27. Yeah, but you're not 27. Okay, sure, yeah. Eight or nine years. Um, and then I told my therapist this, 
and he was like, actually, I think that's a good thing because I would be more concerned if you like did oh, yeah. had like had never had a relationship or had only had like one serious relationship. Yeah, it, it makes me think that like you have a lot of life experience and you kind of know what you like and what you don't like more now. A lot of practice. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I do you say ten or what? Seven? Seven. Wait, seven? Okay. Um, like and I, that's not including like I've dated so many other people than that, but I never called them my boyfriend. They're significant others. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, I how many partners would I say I had? I think I typically say like four girlfriends, four exes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also you know, have seen people for long periods of time and not considered them partners. Yeah. Um, so there's stuff like that. But um, with, I think going back to our original thought of being like too attached to like these expectations of like being concerned, uh, what are some ways that we can, that we can think of that will help you relieve some of this anxiousness slash worryness. I would love to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, don't know. I think. Um, just not think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's always easy <laughs> done, right? Yeah. Um, I think. Don't one, think. Uh, one technique my therapist came up with me or gave me was literally just like name things that you see red car oh actually did that the other day it's it's kind of nice honestly yeah. kind of dumb when you say it out loud but then you kind of just like start pointing at things you're like that's kind of funny yeah like, like pink goose or <laughs> pink goose <laughs> i was like three windows um yellow light bulb i love yeah just yeah. like small things and it kind of, and it does help redirect like that's just that's the simple method of like, don't think about it. Right. Yeah. Um, let's say like, you can't really get rid of it. Uh, one thing that also really helps is, uh, taking like, like literally changing either where you're sitting or you're standing, or if you're pacing, then like laying down, um, taking really big breaths, like changing your scenery, like yeah. just changing, changing your state of being. Yeah. Uh, is like, what is it that you do when you're typically like, what action are you doing when you're worrying or is this just like in general? Uh, it's more just in general, okay. but something I was trying to do this week was like not responding to text messages right away. Mm. Just what? to be like, I have my own thing. I'm not going to respond right away unless I feel like, it's I need deep. to. Yeah. So I'm like allowing myself that space of, you know, like I have my own life. You do have your own life, my love. I think it has been also pretty consistent. The fact that you do worry about people. Like we even talked about, have you been putting your phone on do not disturb at night? Yeah. You have been? Yeah. I do that every night. Fuck. Yeah. I thought you didn't for a while. No, I do. Okay. Consistently. 
Yeah, but also like being more liberal with that. Like there are definitely times where I'm like, I'm putting my phone, do not disturb because I need to focus for an hour or yeah. I'm like on a call. Yeah, thing. I do that a lot like at work too if I'm in a meeting. Yeah, and just like the world can wait. Exactly. And I don't think it's really that bad. It's not as bad as I'm making it out to be, but. I mean, it's okay. It's like it working it, working on it. And you can always call or text like anyone else, like me, and be like, yo, I'm thinking about this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just like venting it out can help. Sometimes you're like, yo, I have thoughts. Can you help me address these thoughts? Mm-hmm. Or can we talk about something else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Thanks. Like changing subjects, changing locations, changing changing physical actions you know and we're back we've got antonio's lovely partner here because they're together in norcal um to talk about her experiences with non-attachment. So, hi. (laughs) Hi. Welcome. Hi, thanks for letting me be on this. Um, Active listener for the past few weeks. (laughs) Huge fan. It's an honor. I hear you get notifications. I do get the notifications. If you guys are listening right now and you don't get the notifications, be sure to subscribe. (laughs) Smash, smash that subscribe button. There, Abby is again peer pressuring. <laughs> oh. um, but anyway, some relevant background is like Buddhism has been a big thing for me. I was part of a Buddhist fraternity in my college um, for oh, like cool. three years. And interestingly, like hearing stuff, I'm like, hmm, there's a lot, like, there's always so much that I don't know. And don't want to claim to be any sort of professional professional on the topic or anything like that but it is something that I think about um and so the idea of non-attachment was really relevant Mm -hmm. and something that's been like on the brain a lot of today because I had this really beautiful meaningful crystal um an amethyst crystal crystal that was wrapped in like wire And I had it as a necklace and I've been wearing it not every single day, but most days for the past like 10 months or something. And it was gifted to me by my roommate. She doesn't know where it came from. It just like she had it kind of in her closet. She's older and doesn't remember it, Um, but she offered it to me. And um, I just I loved it. Amethyst is my birthstone Mm -hmm. and it was just it was it made me feel like a little precious fairy and <laughs> felt powerful and I feel like it connected me to like spiritual people and mm-hmm. my own spirituality and it was really special and but also like last summer I moved and was living in my car for a bit and ended up losing a ton of possessions my cat got killed by um oh my god coyote and yeah oh, I'm so <laughs> but, sorry Thank you. But I think in that moment, like last summer, I was really fresh out of this Buddhist fraternity, this co-ed group of people we would meet 
weekly for meditations and things like that. And so this idea of non-attachment, I ended up having a partner who actually introduced me to polyamory. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, kind of gave a word to what I was already thinking and feeling and like gave like a in- introduction of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, the idea of non-attachment was big on the brain at the time and hmm. helped me to cope with a lot of it. Just um, kind of combining like Buddhist non-attachment and more of like holistic spirituality um, that I connect more to of like the idea that the universe gives and provides and supports and like hmm. abundance and like things like gives and takes and like it's all for the best basically and so yeah. I was really like quite easily I feel like come to terms with a lot of that loss mm-hmm. huh. um, but also still like have it and like talk about it and stuff like that so it still like exists I've been noticing just how much I like mention it to Antonio and to other people um yeah but this morning or last night I lost that crystal necklace that I had for oh. so long and just like lately like the past like summer basically just like last year just losing things or like things getting taken like I moved again and stuff got taken but today I really wanted to instead of just focusing on that like non-attachment and kind of like I feel like numbing the emotions or moving past the emotions Mm -hmm. um being like oh it's for the best because I was in Mount Shasta and one of my dear dear friends who I was actually supposed to move in with last year and like not be living in my car she went to Mount Shasta and she's the one who told me about it and found mm. her own crystal necklace and was mm. living in the mountains for a few months. Um, you met her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it was really nice. I like Antonio and I were going to um, a coffee shop after our campsite and we looked around the campsite. That was one thing like in the past, I honestly feel like maybe I wouldn't have even like, like looked that much, like was just like, Oh, Mount Shasta came to take my crystal. Like I got all these signs that maybe I would be losing my crystal and like stuff like mm-hmm. that. And Antonio said that I even like physically said, like, I feel like I'm going to lose my crystal here. Yeah. And, oh, you predicted it. Uh-huh. And like, I had this whole moment where it like came off in my neck and I ended up like just grabbing it and like hold, like Antonio handed it to me and I was like, oh, like holding it and just like cuddling it. it. Yeah, just like clutching it and like holding it and squeezing it and being like, I treasure this. Like I love this. Yeah. Um fully attached. Very. And like but like not but like there's a level of attachment. And and I'm it was beautiful. We got to like go to this coffee shop and I saw that it was like twenty five minutes away. And I was like, okay, for these like twenty five minutes, I'm just gonna feel that and like be sad and like just like sit here and like mm, like make my sad sounds and like you know <laughs> I'm trying to make sounds with like how I'm feeling I saw that as like a yeah anyway that's a separate conversation no but I think it's a very that's good interesting point. like just being able to express it express yeah, yeah 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 like, I like that moaning when I eat food lately mm-hmm. and like just like making huh. like like secure sounds and Antonio and like <laughs> just like all the yeah just like really like noticing what you're feeling and like expressing it makes it a little easier to like name the feeling or to like yeah and you're really, human yeah and to like be that humanity human. and stuff yeah you're getting to yeah like you could just eat a plate of nachos or you could devour a plate of nachos and like just really savor it and stuff like that so trying yeah. to like really 
kind of savor that sadness and that feeling of loss. And then like, I got to kind of just like change activities for a bit. We like ordered coffee and like ate ate some food. And then I like started playing music and then was able to really express myself through like music I was choosing to play and stuff like that kind of transformed that like sadness into more of like um, an anger or like a fire. It was very angsty. Oh, you got angsty. (laughs) That's funny. And Antonio did such a good job of being angsty with me. It made me so happy. He was like head crashing while driving. Nice. Ever heard these songs before? (laughs) Sure. And (laughs) he had never heard these songs before, but he was like listening and like singing along. It it made me really happy. (laughs) Yeah. So got to like kind of work through like past just like oh i'm not attached like okay i lost it because i've literally i've been doing that for the past few weeks like i just keep losing, losing things. things yeah important like re- things i really love and i'm like mm. you know just kind of like well it's gone now what you said recently about just like you're losing but you like lost like a sacrifice kind of deal oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this idea that um that yeah it's kind of like a sacrifice um i definitely believe that like that it's like um so like taking things away so good things can come to fill the space and like Mm. talking about when I met Antonio I lost um I had this little like joint clip that was my friend gave it to me we had this like little fairy picnic where we like dressed like all like fairy cottagecore like ethereal and we like rolled little joints and like had like hummus and bell peppers and cake and we met this there was this whole fairy birthday party and That's they had cool. like extra cake and like fresh lemonade oh. and like gave it to us yeah. and it was just like beautiful magical people and this girl gave me this joint clip that she made and it's like these blue crystals like all up it and it has like a little clip so you can like hold your joints and I used to do little like mm-hmm. strawberry um decorated um papers and stuff <laughs> anyway I like lost that in the desert when I met Antonio at Electric Eden and that was something really special and beautiful to me and I have no idea like how I lost it where like you know and it was like we were packing up and I was like huh I wonder where that is and was like it's probably gone and it yeah but I was telling Antonio that that was yeah like one of the sacrifices like I was saying how make room yeah yeah and like I'm like I got you out of that like I do not mind sacrificing that mm-hmm. and i think that mm-hmm. that will continue to yeah. happen and like That's beautiful nice. things will come into my life when other things have to leave i love that i feel like there's a nice um sense of like peace within mm-hmm. all of that and you can take that and and like put it on so many different things like oh. i feel like i've been bogged down in losing certain relationships Mm-hmm. but I should just be like letting them go as, as you've let go things that like you've lost. Yeah. So again, I think like a huge part of it is that we Abby, like you and I don't have as much of a experience of just like having things be like a comfortable letting go as much. Right. Like typically when relationships end, they tend to be kind of sudden. Yeah. Right. Hmm. And I, I've like noticed that and I've tried to work on it. And I think that we've also talked about like our, how our friendships will change. Uh-huh. And even it's like 
all of a sudden we're not close or all of a sudden we recognize that it's not close right? yeah like it's it's gradual but then all of a sudden it's like really apparent yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I think that we can look into that and hyper analyze yeah so much, right? definitely and we are like this is why didn't we see this coming or it hits us or like or maybe it was this one thing that we said that really triggered everything. Um, yeah. So how can we get it back? Yeah. And it, like, that was a great example of like losing your joint grip because it's something small, right? Mm -hmm. Small that is very precious, but at the same time, like can make, can be allowed to make room. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think like, as we accept like these small things that do mean a lot to us, and like slowly work our way up into like relationships mm. and, di and dynamics and friendships. That's like the, like that's the progression, right? We have to start with something small. Mm. Yeah. It reminds me of when I came home from college and I like, I went to college on the East coast and I <laughs> was packing up everything and I had to ship a bunch of boxes to my parents' house in San Francisco mm. from Vermont. And it was like, everything that I cared about that were just little tokens of college and little things that only like mattered to me and didn't really have any value were in this one box mm. and it was stolen off my parents' front porch. Sad. And I was so sad. I was like, no, all these little like mementos and things that people have given me from college. And I was just like already really sad about graduating and those changes so and i still think about it and like i let go of it but yeah i still think about that box yeah and like that's so valid so valid to be very sad i think like one thing that i really struggled with and still struggle with actually is like the idea of non-attachment is like so obviously like the superior choices we've like glorified it right like, we glorify not being so like not suffering we glorify um being of a higher mindset while not always giving us like ourselves the grace to like work our way to it like we have this idea we mm -hmm. understand the the thought but like mm -hmm. the practice is so much complex and mm -hmm. like has micro steps and like we can we can have this shift in perspective but like the practice is so different too right mm -hmm. yeah so how how did you practice the that like non-attachment with your study of buddhism i i think the idea, I really liked what Antonio said about working your way up. And mm -hmm. I think that, like, where I, my most um, vivid, like, practice ca happened with my, like, moving out of my place last time, um, a year ago. Mm -hmm. I remember on my last night at the house, we had gotten rid of my bed already. And I knew that at some point soon I'd be living in my car. So I slept in my car with my cat um, mm -hmm. for the first or not for the first time ever, but, like, I'd only done it on camping trips. And it was in my, like, huge driveway at the time when all the college kids were moving out. Mm. So a lot of um, homeless people were walking around and going to, like, the trash cans and stuff like that to see stuff being given away. And, like, the next day, we got rid of 
so much, like buckets full of stuff, not just the next day, but we were giving away a lot of things. And Mm -hmm. I guess in the chaos of trying to get my little black cat into the car, I left my little, I had this um, cute tin that held my like pipe and rolling papers and herbs that I would use and lighters and like Mm. uh, just like and like weed and like all these things in this cute box Mm -hmm. just like all all of my stuff and Mm -hmm. of getting my cat and I set it on top of the car this is what I think happened and I because I woke up in the morning and like went to like look for it or whatever and it was gone yeah and I'm pretty confident someone just took it off and that was right before I moved out and was enough to be upsetting but also just weird like maybe it's just maybe I packed it and I don't know where but I was pretty sure it had gotten taken yeah so that was a pretty easy first step Mm -hmm. to like okay well it's gone and I had like one other like pipe or something and like another lighter so I was like okay we're not starting from scratch scratch but it was like gifts and things like that but what, what was your thought process behind being like, okay, like what helped you get there? I think the chaos of just moving out helped me enough then. But when it was really hard was a week later when I was living in my car. I stopped for a night at a friend's place and took some bags out of the car and my cat. Mm-hmm. Went down to put them back in my car. So this was like a suitcase and a big, like a huge makeup bag. Mm-hmm. Filled with like I I was a, my first job was a makeup artist and mm-hmm. I love makeup I'm a theater kid and yeah just an eclectic person and <laughs> I love that stuff super expensive and no way <laughs> yeah and so it was like hundreds of dollars worth of makeup like probably oh. At least a thousand dollars. Oh I would my say. god! Dollars. At least five hundred dollars. Probably somewhere between, between. five hundred and thousand dollars. Wow! And a suitcase full of stuff. Mm-hmm. A small suitcase, but like completely packed to the room with like stuff. a lot of my favorite thing. My favorite pair of shoes. My favorite jeans. My favorite shorts. A lot of things I loved. I don't honestly don't even remember the clothes that much, but the makeup mm-hmm. was devastating. I had two hundred dollars worth oh. of makeup brushes. I had like palettes from Kat Von D that are limited edition, not sold anymore. Devastating. And this was so this was like a week later. So like I had had my little practice round of like, Mm. like you got something taken. It was like, oh, so chaotic, like whatever. But then it was like I was living in my car and I had a storage unit that had more clothes and stuff. And I like when it got stolen, I was able to like non-attachment say like, okay, that was kind of gluttonous like mm-hmm. I had so much and I get a lot of clothes for free through this event that I do a, like community donation event so mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily like money that was but your clothes got stolen too yeah oh and you know what else my, all, like my toothbrush my electric toothbrush and my deodorant floss what? like face wash like all That's the things crazy. that I clean myself mm-hmm. so I just anyway so disorienting too yeah like living in my car with my cat and all of a sudden it's like oh I don't have any pants now oh my god like I don't have a toothbrush or deodorant or any of those things and like I'm like I had some money but I didn't have like a job at the time like it was like I can afford to buy more deodorant but like I'm not another electric toothbrush like I'm gonna get a normal toothbrush and I'm gonna get the cheap deodorant and yeah 
and I didn't have any makeup or jewels. I like I have these little jewels that I like stick on mm-hmm. my face. Aww. And just like that makeup was one of the things that was like had fun in my car. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, obviously from how much I've just talked about it, I was very attached to these things. Yeah. And I really loved them, but like pretty instantly I very much like I was leaving my friends out. Like I walked down to set it in the car, realized I forgot my key, ran upstairs, grabbed it and it was gone. And like ran, went back upstairs. Wow. It was like Ugh. I, was I wonder like, how it got taken. Okay, like it, it was like it seconds, and it was probably just right around the corner, like in someone's hand. Yeah, I don't know where. And huh. I think with that, like I definitely tried to claim non-attachment very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of instantly, like move past it. Like I, I would always say, like I hope whoever got that becomes a makeup artist because of that Mm. I hope I hope when someone saw it and was like oh my god my niece would love this or like my girlfriend would love this and whoever ended up with it needed it I very much tend to hope that my things end up in hands and not in garbage cans Mm. um so I I don't know but but well that's a nice sentiment I hope so yeah and then I guess yeah to so that was like my big test of material objects. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, like five days later, my last night living in my car, my cat got out and um, he, I ended up hearing from someone that they had seen a coyote get him. So I never saw any of it. I kind of just came back to my car and he wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Mm. Um, but soon, like pretty quickly, I, some, I found out what had happened. Um, so I had that closure of like knowing mm. that he was gone, like pretty instantly, Wow. which I'm really, really grateful for because I seriously, I'm like, I, I would have just, yeah, just like, kept looking. like, yeah, like midnight when it happened. Like, it, I mean, obviously I could stay up, but like, what forever? Yeah. Like, when, yeah. how do I like, you know, do I just sleep outside <laughs> like so that he can find me? Yeah. So mm. it was very much like the three stepping stones of like what can she lose and still see the better in and oh like my God, yeah, that's a lot. A very profound night, full moon, and like a bazillion other synchronicities and bazillions. Like bazillions. Um so I it, spiritually it felt very like divine and planned and orchestrated and it was my last night. So I felt huh. like he was protecting me until then, but hmm. It was definitely so really sad. Like, whew, like, let's test her. And <laughs> I feel a whole lot stronger because of it. And I don't know. It's nice to be talking about this right now and kind of making me realize that my crystal is, she's okay. <laughs> she's okay. <laughs> she's fine. I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> um, You'll find something else that will be able to amplify you. And express yeah. you and help you get through. Mm-hmm. I mean, you also just have a new one too that made really- that one's lame. Okay. <laughs> and it shows like how much you really cared about all these things, yeah. like how how much you miss them too. So it's like it's still worth. I don't know. It's still worth being attached. Yeah. While you and- while you had them because you care so deeply. Exactly. And it kind of helps me see what I cared so deeply about. Yeah. Um, 
like the clothes it was like my favorite pair of jeans favorite shorts things like that and I'm like mm. I don't really care about any of those like I care about the makeup like that was like <laughs> I was like connected to that that's like my art like I felt really like kind of like weird and like naked without it for a while and not, not even in like a like I don't wear makeup every day mm-hmm. now lately I have been because it's been so fun and like artistic and unique and stuff but at the time it, it wasn't like I needed my like foundation concealer like it was it was these beautiful like rainbow colored palettes and stuff with every wow. color in the sun and like I could create anything with that and all these brushes and like but honestly like wasn't really using that many of them at the time and now like since Hmm. then I've learned to do makeup with my fingers and use less palettes to do it and so pretty creative stuff no I'm doing way more like so creative stuff now and so it kind of helped me see that like I don't necessarily need all of these tools and things like that like while that's helpful for me to have like started to build the skill and like was enjoyable for me to collect I don't necessarily need these specific objects or anything like that to to get to the heart of what I really care about. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I I like had a pet death situation uh like a pet that I was really close to not really like my pet but um last year so and I still think about him so much Mm. and it's just like so hard to let go relationship like with this pet what what was your relationship like with this pet um he was my partner at the time's dog so Mm. yeah Yeah. it was pretty rough um poor pun uh, it was it was a it was a hard one, and I think that that's like also just kind of a sign of how like your attachment has been too, right? Like I think that we just kind of get caught up in so much, right? Like we get caught up in how do we care for others, how do we care for ourselves? One thing that these stories have kind of pointed at is how like even though that they can be inanimate objects or like an animal can actually still allow us to like, we have to focus on ourselves. We have to focus on our, like our own ability to feel our ability to like emote our ability to say like, it is okay. It will be okay. And even, and when we bring it to different dynamics and like friendships that we have to focus on ourselves first. Right. Mm -hmm. Say like, okay, how do I handle Antonio, how do I handle Abby? How do we handle ourselves before we like focus on the other person as well? Because if we think too much about the other person, we can start flailing, we can start putting things off, we can start like messing ourselves up when in actuality we have to like be true to ourselves. And if that person really cares and wants us and like we put in that effort, it'll show, it'll come, it'll flourish when it needs to. Otherwise, we've had our closure of saying like, okay, we've done the thing and we have our answer of like, this is just not the time to have this relationship. Mm-hmm. Love that. That's hard, dude. Completely agree. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, 
Jello. You're the first person that is not us on the pod. No way. So, oh my God. I'm so happy. Thank so, you so much for thing. letting me share and re remember those things since it's like so today relevant. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm really stoked. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. It was great to talk to you. It was very. Um, and also, like, thanks for bringing up your experiences, both my love and Abby. Like, it's it's <laughs> interesting to hear like the difference, like the differences, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to you'd like to add, love? Either loves? Nope. I think I'm good. All right. I think I'm good too. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. The whole thing. Like and subscribe. Turn on the notifications. True. Maybe you too can be on this podcast. That's <laughs> yeah. the secret. <laughs> Never know what will happen. Yeah, they they picked the first listener of two weeks ago. <laughs> that one. Yeah, flew me out. Gotta get her here. That's funny. Only All right. on. Therapy thoughts. The whole thing. <laughs> All right, love. This was fun. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Week. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.